We made it to Christmas 2020. Can you believe it? You're about as excited as the first service was. Why did everybody eat too much turkey or something? Everybody seems like weighed down. It's Christmas, right? Thank you. For, for all that we have endured this year, we finally made it to Christmas 2020. Let the celebration begin. For all that 2020 has taken from us, we will not let 2020 take Christmas. Am I right? Right, for the most part, we won't let 2020 take Christmas. Did you see the, um, the New York Rockefeller Center Christmas tree? Anybody see those pictures? If you didn't, I got you. I, I, brought, I brought some pictures with me. This is the tree before they cut it down. This is like the before picture. Beautiful, perfect shape. You, if you saw that tree, you would go, that is a tree for Christmas. Definitely, that should be a Rockefeller Christmas. It's kind of a good metaphor for the way 2020 started. Do you remember how, how nice the beginning was? Or like we had so much hope for the future. We thought uh, it's 2020, we're starting a new decade. We have 2020 vision. Remember all, all those metaphors we used at the beginning? It's so perfect. <clears throat> but after they cut it down and transported it to Rockefeller Center, this is what it looked like, which is sad. In so many ways, I have another picture. Look at, look at this one. <laughs> this is the perfect 2020 Christmas tree, is it not? Like, one more. Yeah, good times. Okay, Rockefeller, 2020 is taking a little bit from Rockefeller, but it's not going to take Christmas from us. We are going to move into the Christmas season, and we are going to find ways to have joy. We're talking about this Christmas season, uh, our, our series theme is on the bright side. We're going to try to take our eyes off all that has gone wrong this year and put it on all that's gone right. right? I, I know that you may have to look a little harder this year in years past. You may have to dig a little harder. You may have to wade through a bunch of stuff. You may have to throw out a bunch of things. It may be a, a little more difficult this Christmas season, but there's a bright side to this Christmas. You heard some of it in the opening video, right? People said, hey, we saw some breakthroughs with our kids. Uh, uh, we got to spend more time together as a family. I got to eat more tomato sandwiches. Like, whatever it is, you may have to wade through some things, but there's a bright side, not only to this year, but also especially to Christmas 2020. And that's what we want to focus on. We'll stop focusing on all the other stuff, right? And, and, and let me go ahead and acknowledge it's been a difficult year. We're not pretending that it hasn't been. That's not what this is about. This is not fantasy world like, no, it's been fine. Okay, It's been a difficult year. Some of us have had major losses in our life. Some of us have lost loved ones through this year, either related to COVID or not related to COVID. My family did. I mentioned it a few weeks ago. One of my closest cousins passed away from cancer just a few weeks ago. Real loss, real hurt, real pain has happened for a lot of people. This is not denial. This is not dismissing all of that. But this is an opportunity to say, we get to choose what defines our Christmas season this year. We get to choose what we're going to focus on. And while there has been significant losses, I would 
suggest, you can differ with me, it's fine, but I think I'm right. I would suggest that most of what we've experienced in 2020 has really been more of an inconvenience than anything else. It's been, an, it's been annoying, right? I, I understand that. It's been inconvenient, it's been annoying, and I totally understand that enough inconvenience and enough annoying back-to-back, week after week, month after month, going all the way back to March 15th, right? Enough of that stacked together makes it seem like a really big deal. I I get that. I, I understand that the inconvenience and the annoying aspects of 2020 are unlike any we have walked through before. I totally get that. I'm just suggesting that if you look at each of the individual things that maybe have bothered you this year, they they probably were just kind of an inconvenience. You had to alter some things. I had to alter some things. We had to do some things maybe we didn't want to do or didn't think were necessary or our schedules got shuffled around. I'm not Nostradamus, just in case you were wondering, but I'm thinking five years from now, we're going to look back on 2020 And those who are willing to be honest, most of us are going to say, you know, it was just really kind of annoying. It was really just kind of an inconvenience and it was short-lived. Yes, it was a year or, you know, however long it's going to be. It was this period of time and so it seemed like a really long time. But the reality is it was kind of a short-lived inconvenience in our lives. And and, and so so what I'm suggesting to you, since, since... Most of what we've experienced is in that category. Can we just put that aside for Christmas? Like, can that be part of our present to one another? Is, let's just put that aside. Because right? look, we are not complaining through Christmas. Not going to happen. We're not going to argue with each other through Christmas. We're not going to get mad at each other through Christmas. We are not going to freak out about anything During Christmas, it is Christmas, and we're going to have a good time if it kills us. Sorry. It's Christmas, people. Come on, it's it's time to turn the page and say, like everybody in our video said, you know what? There were some good things that happened this year. You know what? There is a bright side to what we're going through. And at least, at least until December 26th, We're going to take all of that other stuff, and we're just going to pack it away. We're just going to pack it away for the next four weeks. If you want to go back to complaining on December 26, I won't try to stop you. If you want to go back to arguing and being mad at people on December 26, I'm not going to try to stop you. I'm just saying, until December 26, can we just put all of that aside? Can we just pack all of that Oh, wait, here's the question I want you to ask. This is a question not just for today. Here's a question I want you to ask this whole Christmas season to yourself, not to anybody else, to yourself. And the question is simply, how can you look on the bright side? This Christmas season, what does that mean for you? If you decided, I'm going to focus on the bright side just for four weeks, what would that look like for you? What would be the things that you would... Focus on. I, I realize I kind of sprung this on you. You didn't know we were going to shift gears this fast. So here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to remember all of the bad things of 2020. Like everything that made you mad, everything that got you frustrated, everything that got you all worked up this year. I, I, I probably moved too fast this morning. So here's 
just 30 seconds right now, just bring all of that up in your mind and close your eyes if you need to, contort your face if it makes you, ball up your fist, and don't hit anybody, but just get it out, just and we're done. That's it. That's the last time we're going to do that, at least until December 26th. So, so take all of that now, and, and let's put it in a box. Your Christmas decorating starts like my Christmas decorating does. Um, we, we all started Christmas decorating sometime over the last three months, right? Like some, some period in there. I think that gets everybody, encompasses everybody. Sometime between today and Labor Day, we, we started Christmas decorating. But Christmas decorating doesn't start with Christmas decorating Christmas decorating starts with taking stuff down, right? Like all of the ordinary stuff that sits in our house, um, you got to take those down before you can put Christmas up. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. All of the frustrations of Christmas twenty uh, of the year twenty twenty are. They're all those little things that you went through your house, and they really don't contribute to the Christmas spirit. And so you put them down, and like like our family, you have a tub like this, and you put them in your tub, and you put a lid on it, and you took it to the basement, right? And it's not coming back up until December twenty sixth or twenty eighth or January fifteenth or spring break, or like whenever you get around to, to changing everything back, it's there. It's done. You don't even know what's in what box once you put it down there. So here's what I'm asking for this season, this series. Can we just pack all that stuff away, put a lock on it, like put a little timer, like timer December 26th, take it to the basement, and just leave it down there. You can go back and get it. After Christmas, if that's what you want to do, but from now until then, it's gone. We're not going to revisit it. We're not going to bring those emotions back up. Instead, we're going to bring to the surface of our lives what is good and joyful and right and noble and true and praiseworthy. Now, here's a... Here's a warning, here's a caution that I think I give almost every Christmas in some form. I changed the wording around so you won't recognize it, hopefully, from Christmas to Christmas. But I give this warning, I think, almost every Christmas in some form, and it's this warning. The world will not cooperate with your bright side agenda. Like, if you think the world is just going to magically support this new attitude that you have, it's not going to happen. For instance, politicians are still going to be politicians in the Christmas season. They don't change. Right? Elections still going to be election. Right? Unfortunately, our state is in the middle of a runoff election that the whole country is watching. So we're still going to get flyers in the mail about the election. We're still going to see and hear commercials on TV and radio. As a matter of fact, the juxtaposition is sometimes jarring. It happened to me one time this week. You're watching a Christmas movie, right? All the Christmas feels. You're, you're, you're focused on Christmas. Or you're listening to Christmas music on the radio. And like immediately, it's John Ossoff right after that, right? <laughs> Kelly Leffler right after that. Like, man, 
These just don't seem to go together. Look, I wish we could take all of the politicians and we could put them in a box and take them to the basement. The world would be a better place. We can't. Like The world's not on board with the bright side. Trust me. Politicians are going to keep being politicians. Elections are going to keep being the uh, uh, election. Uh, social media is going to continue to try to suck your soul out of your body all the time. You're not going to get help. Your calendar is going to be packed. COVID's going to continue to do whatever COVID's doing. Everything's not disappearing. The world's not on board with the bright side. You have to be on board with the bright side. You have to decide that you are going to experience this Christmas focused on what is good and right. Now, in order to do that, in order to experience the bright side, you have to take control of your Christmas, which primarily means taking control of your thinking. What are you going to focus on this Christmas? What are you going to think about this? What are you going to entertain this Christmas? What's going to be in front of your eyes this Christmas? What is your mind going to settle on this Christmas? What are you going to surround yourself with this Christmas? What conversations are you going to enter into this Christmas? And what conversations are you going to stay out of? You have to take control of that. Great verse I come to again and again in my personal life. I mention it often in, in speaking as well. This is Paul, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, all the people, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Think about those things. You, you want to know how to live on the bright side, not just as Christmas, but all of the time. It's to train your mind to move in this direction, to move toward what's true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. If it doesn't fall under those categories, it needs to go. It needs to get boxed up. It needs to be put in the basement. Whatever is good and noble and true and lovely and praiseworthy. Look, you can continue to focus on the potential of the world ending before December 26 if you want. You can continue to focus on catastrophe happening at any time. What I'm asking you to do is can we just set that aside until December 26? And here's the deal that I'll make with you. Here's a contract I'll make with you. If the world ends before December 26, I'll apologize. Right? I, my bad. I missed it. I got it wrong. I'll, I'll own up to it. I'll completely apologize. All I'm saying is maybe we don't think about all that stuff between now and December 26. Maybe the world's not going to end between now and December 26. And maybe you and I could enjoy this season for the joy and goodness that we find in it. Now here's the thing. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, we should have the easiest time focusing on the bright side this time of year. Like this should come natural to us. It, this is the season that we celebrate the moment when complete love came to earth. Complete grace and mercy and goodness 
wrapped itself in human form. God came to earth and took on the form of a human and walked our roads and breathed our air and healed our sick and spoke truth and demonstrated compassion and love. That's what this season is about. I mean, that's the bright side. The bright side is that good news came at Christmas. The offer of salvation, the offer of eternal life, the offer of forgiveness of our sins. And yes, even in a difficult year, it's still good news that Jesus came. Don't know how familiar you were with the song the band played right there, the last song. Uh, it, was, it was kind of a version of a really old hymn, a really old carol called I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. The carol was written in the middle of the Civil War. It was written as an emotional response to the, really the darkest period of our nation. The Civil War is raging. Uh, uh, Americans in the North and Americans in the South are killing each other. At the core root of much of it is the issue of slavery. It's one of the, it is perhaps the darkest moment in our nation's history. And so this hymn writer, carol writer, writes this Christmas song to say, I, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, like it's supposed to be Christmas time, but I look around and there's no peace in the world. There's no good, there's no, there's no light. And, and, and then he, he gets to that last verse where he basically says, no, the the bells need to ring louder because God is not dead and He doesn't sleep. As dark as that period of our our nation's history was, there was one person who said, you know what, there's a bright side. I don't see all of it yet. I, I don't understand everything that's happening yet, but God is at work and I can cling to the fact that there is light even in the darkest of days. This is a metaphor that um, Isaiah used, the Old Testament prophet. We're going to read from Isaiah chapter 9 in just a minute. But in Isaiah's day, the nation of Israel was a mess. Um, they were a divided nation. Uh, they, they followed two different leaders. Like One was loyal to this king and one was loyal to that king. So they had this divided loyalty among them. They were disobedient to God. There were threats from the outside. Um, The Assyrians were rising to power. They were beginning to attack the nation, the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom. And eventually they were going to be destroyed. And Isaiah is one of the prophets that's speaking into that. And he's encouraging everyone to turn back to God. And he's trying to offer some sense of hope. In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2, Isaiah says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of darkness, a light has dawned. The people walking in darkness. Yes, Israel was walking in darkness. There was a lot to be worried about. There was a lot to be troubled by. There was a lot of frustration. There there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of fear. And Isaiah says, no, look, you can be living in darkness, but I'm telling you, light is coming. You can still look for light that is coming. Coming Now, the, the Bible often uses light and darkness to describe God's relationship to the world, right? The Bible frequently describes the work of God and the presence of God in the world as light and darkness. So darkness being fear, um, being the unknown, 
We don't know what's going to happen. Insecurity, evil, wickedness, like all of that is darkness contrasted with God who is pure and holy and good and loving and righteous. And Isaiah says there's plenty of darkness in the world. I just need you to remember light's coming. You don't have to be focused on the darkness if you know light is coming. You don't have to get entangled with the darkness of this world if you know light is coming. And now we stand on this side of Christmas when light came. We know that light is already here. We know that Jesus has come. We know that His Spirit is at work in the world. The people walking in darkness. We live in darkness. There's a lot of darkness around us. But light has come. This Christmas, this season, this year, every single day, you and I get to decide, do we focus on darkness or light? Do we look for what is wrong or do we keep our hope in the God who makes all things right? For Christmas celebrates the time that light came to destroy darkness. Life came to destroy death. Victory came to destroy death defeat on the bright side. For all that we've lived through and all that we've experienced this year, Jesus is here. He came. Isaiah gets more specific about the Savior who was to come in verse 6. He writes, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of His government and peace, there will be no end. This is the light we celebrate at Christmas. A child that came to Bethlehem 2,000 years ago to destroy the darkness. And what would He be like? He would be like a wonderful counselor. He would be the one that lovingly guides us through the darkest times of our life. He would be the one that lovingly leads us through the heartbreaks of our life. He would be the one who would help bear the burdens of the darkest times of our life. He would carry the weight with us of the difficult times of our lives. He would bear our burdens on Himself. He would be a wonderful counselor. He'd be a mighty God. Nothing would would be impossible for Him when He came. He, He would not be limited. He... He would not be unavailable. He would not fail. He would be a mighty God. He would be an everlasting Father, like any father that we could know. He's existed from eternity past. He didn't have a beginning. No one created Him. He created all things. He was never created. He's the uncreated, eternal one from eternity past through eternity future. The one that reigns over all things. He's an everlasting Father, He's the Prince of Peace. When life is difficult, when we are anxious, when our minds are worried, He's the one that speaks peace. He's the one that is peace. No matter what is happening in our world now or next year or in the future, He is the one who came to be light and came to bring peace. Not only is He the light, He invites us to walk in His light, to live in His light. First uh, Peter chapter 2, Peter writes, But you, he's speaking to those 
who are part of God's people. People have put their faith and their trust in Jesus. But you are a chosen people. You're set apart. You're a royal priesthood, he says. God has elevated us because of his son Jesus. You are a holy nation. Just like God had a people in Israel in the Old Testament, Peter says, now you're those people. You are the people of God. If you put your faith in Christ, if you've experienced the light of Jesus, you are those people. And then this phrase, God's special possession. Like That's who we are. How can we not look on the bright side when, when God says, you're my special possession. Like You're mine. I see you as value, infinitely valuable. So valuable that I would send my son for you. You're God's special possession. That you may declare... The praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. That you may declare that. That your life, because you walk in the light, that your life may constantly give off the praises of God. The joy of God. The beauty of God. Christmas 2020. May we declare the praises of God because we walk in the light. May may we, the the words that come out of our mouth this Christmas season, may they declare the praises of God because we walk in the light. May we push aside all that is negative and all that is frustrating and all that has defeated us in 2020 and may we declare the praises of God because we live in the light. We are children of the light. We are called to be the light. Now, I know the first verse of Isaiah chapter 9 was not written for 2020, but it could have been. This is how Isaiah starts that whole chapter that we've been reading from. He writes, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. Again, I know that's not written for 2020, it's written for Israel and their darkness, but man, that should be the theme of Christmas 2020, right? Nevertheless, listen up, there's going to be no more gloom from here on out. We're going to celebrate Jesus. We're we're going to rejoice in the goodness that is Jesus. We're going to live in the light of Jesus. We're going to declare the joy of Jesus. We're going to experience the grace of Jesus. We're going to be grateful for the mercy of Jesus. Nevertheless, there's no more gloom. We're getting rid of it. See, we, we can acknowledge that this has been a hard year. We can acknowledge there's been real loss. We're not glossing over that. We're just determining to fix our minds on what is good. To declare the praises of our God. To find reasons to rejoice. To find reasons to share peace with one another. To find reasons to share hope with one another. To encourage one another. Just like we, uh, we packed away all of the gloom of 2020... What happens after you do that, after, after you kind of clear the slate of the house of all the year-long stuff, you start to bring out the Christmas stuff, right? You, you start to bring out those things that inspire joy in your life. Um, most of us got our Christmas tree up, right? I mean, everybody loves Jesus. They've got their tree up by now, and they've got lights, all decorated, right? 
we started moving some things around. You, you know us, we get kind of an early start. We, we got the main Christmas tree up a few weeks ago, but really it was around Thanksgiving that we, we get all the little things out. Um, I, I think the technical term is doodads, right? We get all the, the doodads and the thingies that sit on shelves and counters, you know, the little things that sort of transform the house. And, and, and after we put away the stuff that's normally out, we just... We start bringing out, we start putting in front of our eyes things that inspire joy. And, and you probably have some that are sentimental in nature, like something you got from your parents or you got from your grandparents or something you, in the house that you grew up. And, and so it's got its special place. And I have some Christmas villages houses that my, um, my grandmother uh, gave me when she was alive. And so that's special to me. Um, Maybe you have some that represent like your first year of marriage or, or each of your kids or, or something like that. And, and you bring it out and you remember and it inspires joy in you. That's what we do, right? We put joy in front of our eyes as much as we can at Christmas. Um, like here's some of the things we brought out this week. Um, you, got your, you got your Santa Bell, right? Because that's not annoying, right? Because you got you got little Santa things that you put out, and uh, snowmen that you put out, right? Just doodads, right? Just thingies that you just sit around, it, and it sets this season off, right? It says, right, this is a different season. This is new. This, this is not like the rest of the year. So we we put that out. Um, we got this big sign that we we hung up. Have yourself a merry little Christmas, you know, just in case we forgot. Put that out. Um, then we got this sign that says, your lack of Christmas cheer is disturbing. Right? So that's for some of you. You know who you are. Right? We got that. And uh, candles, right? Anybody put candles out? You got, your own, you got Christmas candles? We got that. We got um, pine cone and lime, right? Because nothing says Christmas like pine cone and lime. You, so you just, you have certain things that come out at Christmas to remind you of good, right? To remind you of joy, hope and light, and memories, family, and point us to the whole reason for this season. So, like, here's my challenge to you. Not, not just in your home, which is good to do, right? It's good, it's good to have all this out in your home. But in your mind, in your thinking, in your life, can you bring out, just, just put good in front of your eyes this Christmas? Just put joy in front of your eyes this Christmas? Again, if you want to go back to being in a bad mood on December 26th, that's fine. We're not going to fight about that. I'm, I'm just saying, if we're looking on the bright side for the, for the next four weeks, I know it's been a hard year. I know. I know there's lots that weighed us down, but... Maybe, maybe this first Sunday of, of the Advent season, of the Christmas season, maybe this first Sunday is a, a good Sunday just to kind of draw a line. Right? Just kind of a demarcation, just a parenthesis maybe. So you know what? I, I'm going to give myself. I'm going to give my words. I'm going to give my thoughts. <clears throat> I'm going to give my attitude to the bright side for the next four weeks. 
And see what that does to my soul. See what that does to my heart. See, see what that does to the way I view God and, and the way I interact with God. If I just choose joy. If I, if I just choose to put in front of my face light and goodness. For to you, a son is born, a child has been given, and his name continues to be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's good news. God, we thank you for the bright side. We thank, that, thank you that you came into darkness and brought light. You came into hurt and brought healing. You came into loss and you brought fulfillment. You came into sorrow and you brought joy. It's been a hard year. Nobody's denying that. Some of us have experienced the physical loss of someone that we love. Some of us have experienced relational losses, just some of it because of the divisive nature of this year, and that hurts. We've all, to some degree, experienced an emotional toll because of this year. We're not denying any of that. We're just declaring on this first Sunday of the Advent season that light is greater than darkness. And we will choose light. We will look on the bright side. We will look for joy and hope and goodness. We will be people of the light. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.